Hello everybody and welcome back to yet another chatabouts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're going to be continuing off right where we left off last week with our metaverse chat. So make sure you listen to that episode before you tune into this week's. But without further ado, please enjoy this week's episode. So it's all a work in progress. Is is that we always say like near future, near, but it, this is happening now, you know? Because we always say like future technology, future technology, but it's it's happening now, you know? Like two years ago, it decided. There's so many ideas, like the metaverse. A few years ago, even the whole idea of metaverse and all that seemed far fetched. So yes, there was Second Life and all these things happen, but Meta's um concept of of all these rooms i don't know what they're called the official name there's for no them. official name for them there, really. there isn't I, I, I don't know if they have a name that they like to call them but i'm just gonna call them spaces or worlds at the yeah moment. so like Which, a few years ago this would have been like an unheard of concept you know mm-hmm. i think i don't know it could be a, a, but a couple of right years now, ago and look 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 like right now it these spaces these worlds have existed for ages you know it's kind of the same it's it, gaming you know kind of let this let the pathway like i said second life has been around for a long time fortnite um added a feature where there is a space you can go to where you don't actually play the game but you just interact with people there were live concerts in these spaces you know uh, yes, by big artists you know um so there was that space that you could access it's so strange i think even roblox had a similar thing um, Roblox. I think no. I, I I know that for example, um, Fortnite had had millions okay. of these. Um, but now we're seeing a lot of big companies trying to make it not just a gaming thing, but more of an everyday thing. I think it's sort of gaming, gay. Yeah. Like, uh, sh- Second Life was kind of a game. It just kind of expanded. <laughs> gaming in general, especially for uh, let me talk about artificial intelligence. Gaming is a breeding ground for innovation <laughs> because it is, you create a fully inclusive environment where you have hostile enemies, a changing environment, whatever you want, and you can create an AI and test different versions of AIs to basically adapt and thrive in that environment. Gaming leads the way for innovation a lot in artificial intelligence. So the fact that gaming is basically leading the way on this front is frankly no surprise. Hmm. Um, even a lot of what we're talking about, so all these companies taking their own crack at the metaverse, the relevant hardware for the metaverse, whether it's lenses, gloves, whatever else is to come. <laughs> what's the, re- the really fascinating thing to me here is not that all these companies are taking a crack at it. It is the eventual point where all these companies are going to have to make all these things compatible with one another. Okay, so there is already something in place with this, okay? Um, and, and it's called Web3, okay? okay? So basically, Web3, um, from what I've seen, is the online infrastructure that lets um, the, these, these money, because it, it, it goes into currency as well, money and the data work across different universes, okay? So it's kind of the... Think of it as, I think, I... I might be a bit wrong here, but I think it is like the equivalent of like Java is the programming software and things can work together like that, you know? So this is uh, this okay. is the basis of the metaverse. It's built on top of Web3. And that's what allows you to do is, and we'll go into a bit further detail in a second. If I get an NFT that has okay. um, this value in Meta's world, okay? Then I can also keep that as my Gianluca suit on my account. 
and I could go to Microsoft's world and it still holds the same value, you know? Okay. Um, it's like a common understanding in terms of data on it being transferred from these different universes, really. It is so telling to me that this stuff is not yet finalized, still being developed, pretty much still in its infancy. Mm. But the one thing the world has figured out already is the currency. The oh currencies, God. I mean, look, NFTs right now, it's a massive thing. <laughs> when okay. you mention them, like, oh, the wormhole opens. <laughs> there we go. But, but it's, it's, <laughs> it, it, it holds a big part towards um, how the metaverse is currently working. Because in, for example, games, you know, you can play and you can unlock these NFTs, which are which stands for non-fungible tokens. Yep. Um, and you can keep them as a reward. They hold a value to them, you know. So let's say I play uh, a racing car game, you know, and I, and, and I win a cer- to a certain point, um, and then I am given an NFT of this helmet, you know, of a helmet I can wear as part of a racing car game. I can use it, it holds value. I can trade it, maybe I can sell it, you know, but it, 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 it's there, it's alive, and, and it works for so many different things because it works for gaming in terms of collecting items and having those items have real value. If you remove gaming out of the equation, it still works. For example, I want my avatar to wear certain clothes, you know? And as a parallel to real life, um, you will buy these clothes and they will be non-fungible tokens because they will be, you know, these things which don't hold a concrete value, but they hold a value and, you know, you can keep them and it, it adds up to your wealth. It, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's creating this virtual currency, yeah. you know, and give, it, it's, it's kind of like Bitcoin and Dogecoin, yeah. giving them value because people give them, they, they hold value because we give them value. And they're very, and NFTs, the Bitcoin is actually, I mean, very different. They're I mean, very, very different. Because Bitcoin in nature is fungible. So fungible means that it's kind of what, if um, currency euros fungible because yes. if if you have a ten euro note and you I lend me a ten euro it. note, let's say you lend it to me and next mm-hmm. week I give you a different ten euro note back, mm-hmm. a different paper ten euro yes. note. Um, it still has a ten euro value. You can still use it. Yes, yes. From what I understand, NFTs by being non fungible, it means that each NFT is unique. Mm-hmm. In that, if I give you an NFT today. I, I either have to give you the exact you, same one back. To pay back. me back, you have to give me the same back. So it'll just be slightly different. Even if you have two NFTs which have, you know, which would sell for the same, they're still non-fungible because they're not the same. Yeah. You know? I so own it's an kind NFT. of... You actually own an one. NFT. I have an NFT, yes. Oh my God. Um, and it's, what's it called? Thanks actually, Amorti's company. Uh, it's called the Metacorp. And I think they, they had like this like small like campaign over the Christmas holidays. And I said, like, if you follow us and, and put your mm-hmm. um, your wallet ID in the comments, you know, where, which you use, it's kind of like, like you know how Revolut, you have, like, yeah. at, and it would be at John Lewis. Like, like a tag or something. You know, and that's uh, how you can send money. I, you give them that equivalent to it, and they, they send you an NFT, like a free one. Um, but the free one actually holds value. Check it's it, like what, thing. like mint off in the bath or something? No, so it's a, <laughs> mint it's about, having a bath. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I would want. Um, <laughs> it's a monkey with a Christmas hat. Like, <laughs> like, I would like, like, I would like Gonzio with a blunt is what I would oh, want. Dear. You know, something like that. Alfred Sant 
my Vestal Witch. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, let's not get into politics <laughs> things. Although I'm sure they would make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was interesting. I mean, I'm one of the crazes at the moment with NFTs is, is, is monkeys. <laughs> you know? Like a lot of the oh, yeah, art, there's a, there's the a big art, one. The art is... Yeah, those are some of the biggest Lazy values monkey, ones. Uh, the Sleepy bi- monkey. I, I can't remember the exact name, but the biggest value NFTs are like photos of monkeys and each monkey has something unique, you know, something different. How bizarre. Colors of their hats, items that they're holding, they all hold a value. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I see this on Twitter every now and then where someone will post a photo of an NFT they recently acquired slash purchased, probably a monkey photo. And then someone, they just write, this is my NFT. It is exclusively mine. No one else can use this. And then you just have people screenshotting and posting photos of it in the comments. <coughs> and the original guy is just getting really mad in the comments. It's, I mean, I've heard of this, but I mean... That's different. But no. that's like saying, let me take a photo of your 10 euro note. And I'm going, to, and I'm going to send this photo to the cash person, exactly. the person at the cash register, to pay for my item. Uh, no, but, and, and it's kind of like, for example, art and like... A lot of NFTs is pretty much art. Right? This is my NFT. I'm showing them my oh NFT. Oh my god, on my that's phone. so good. It's called Genesis Jack. Okay. It's uh, a monkey. It's a monkey with, with, with these like glasses. And glasses. On. He's yeah. going through space. That's it. It currently, I mean, there's a price attached to it. I don't understand how that works because it says it's valued at like one thousand one hundred eighty-nine. You're rich, John. We should hang out. No, more I, I mean, I, I, I don't think that's how it actually works. How like, much are you worth, John? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, there's two hundred editions of this, so like, I, I think like, I think it's the exact same image, but there are all, there's a limited amount of it. You know, so but they're all different in itself. Like that's the only type there is. With exactly that code, like that it. line of code. code. Yes, and I also understand that the code is saved on blockchain, so it's it can't be copied or steal, stolen, steal, Jesus, or or steal, steal, or stolen. Um, so if even that is is also safe, and you know, um, but they're, they're so bizarre these, these NFTs. I find it so fascinating. I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I know they're linked to the metaverse, but I don't know enough about them to... I, no, think, I, I think they, they deserve a whole, like, episode true. and a whole, like, research themselves, you know? No, I mean, I, I understand... Research themselves, you know? No, I mean, I, I understand... I understand NFTs on a basic level, but, you know, how they work in the metaverse is just a completely different story. I guess, like... If you have your own space, you can like hang your NFT on the wall or something, you know. Yeah, I, you, I, I don't you, know. You, you I can't imagine how it can. Bitcoin, for example, I can because it's current in like currency in the in the world. But yeah, but, but I I don't really. I, if I the know. NFT is an item of clothing, your avatar can wear the item yeah, of clothing. You know, if if it is, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know. That's that's the biggest case. Yeah. I can think of. If it's an item, you know, like if if you're playing in a basketball court. Maybe you own a specific limited edition basketball that you could use. But that's the idea, you know? That, that, that's yeah. what it seems like it's moving towards. You can own these items and the, the basis of them, it's like me buying a specific phone, me buying a specific football, which is limited edition. It's just based on an NFT for the metaverse. But do you not already foresee a completely NFT-based class system? Yeah. Sprouting out of this. <laughs> I mean, it's like... 
but it's like owning objects in real life, you know. It's that kind of like it. It works the same way, except you know these objects don't <laughs> exist, you know. I'm I'm laughing because it's probably going to be someone listening who understands these really well, and we're they're gonna we're gonna sound so cringe to them because we're oh, gonna okay. they're gonna t- realize we're talking out of our ass right now. We're just your <laughs> everyday Joe. We're just your everyday Joes trying to make yeah. sense of yeah, this. You we know, really, we yeah. really don't. I mean, um, I really don't understand these things, so I'm just. But let's move back, I think, to like the, the main concept yeah, of the metaverse, that, that encapsulating metaverse. So, I mean, something that we were going to talk about is the mental health of, of being... Oh, I, 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 like, how is this going to affect mental health in the future? Um, and all of that. So, like, it's interesting because you're providing yourself with a completely different world, you know, to escape to. Mm-hmm. Um, to just divulge yourself into and, you know... I don't, I don't know, I think it's a... I I went to watch there was a there was a play at Spazio Creative not too long ago um called Girl in the Machine. Oh, you wanted to watch that? Okay. Yes, it was it was brilliant from like an art point of view uh, as in, but the concept was basically about this this set in the not too this it was written like a few years ago so it's not even that old as, as I read the script I read the script a couple of years back uh, okay yes, it's, it's been a while. But it's not old, it's 2017, 15. Exactly. So I, I, I must have read it, I think, like literally a year since exactly. after it came out. And basically the premise is she's she's a lawyer, he's a nurse, a couple, uh, married, I think, or if not married, like partner living together kind of thing. Um, and he brings home a black box one day from work. He's like, this is a new thing that's happening. Um, and she kind of puts it on and she escapes into this this alternative world you know I mean. and and she's like her body's limp it's just there and it's a really powerful image because she was on stage just there kind of okay there you know just lying down and her mind is somewhere else and it's escapism yeah. and she was a lawyer and like lots of stress as a, you know but then she felt so much better coming when she was outside of like outside her real world and in this new world but then she comes back and it gets worse her mental health gets worse so then she needs it more you know, mm. so it's kind of it's an like a drug. It's like a drug. Yeah, it's like you know? a drug. It keeps you going back. For anyone not able to access the very relevant content that is the bird in the machine, <laughs> might I direct you to season three, episode four of the hit series Black Mirror, San Junipero. I think of course, that's of course, yes, yes. Oh, I love this and episode. I really, when we said we we discussed slightly what we well discussed before this. And as soon as we mentioned mental health, I, I think the inclination with a mental health discussion on technology is always to go to the negative. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not good. This is mm-hmm. not going to help us. More technology is bad for the mental health. Mm-hmm. But in San Junipero, like, we see a woman who is completely bedridden, unable to interact, unable to properly use her body, to use her body whatsoever. And her only lease to life is entering this virtual world. Jesus. So... I think there's a lot of good that could potentially be had from this. No, think for of, sure, yeah. Think yeah. Of the, this is possibly what gives the bedridden and the wheelchair-bound a sense of independence and mobility yeah. again. Mm-hmm. But surely you can argue that it's it's still escapism, though. Like, they're escaping the reality. Now, it's, it might still help them from mental health Escapism doesn't need to be bad in that sense, you know? No, but, but surely if, if, they're, if they have mental health problems because of that, rather than escaping, they should solve those problems, you know? Depends that's how I are. see it at least yeah. and it's, it's easier said than done I it's a bit of a case by case basis you know mm-hmm. my argument with this 
has never been that the technology, the tool, is fundamentally bad. It is the person who uses the tool. So, for example, I don't think that Instagram is inherently bad to someone's mental health. But it's come out that Instagram is exceptionally... The people who use Instagram tend to have worse mental health. It's our relationship. Yes. I removed it. It that. is. I, I got rid of Instagram. But it's not sure. Instagram it's terrible. conceptually as a platform for sharing photos. No, yeah, yeah. It is the content that's drawing onto it that's being passed around by the people who upload the content to not, it. I, I, actually, what I would argue is it's more like people's reaction to the content because the content is there make of it what you will you know but if it's affecting you negatively it's it's not the content's fault the relationship that we've kind of grown to have with social media has, has become quite unhealthy which bears the question how is our relationship going to be with the metaverse because it's inevitable you know I, I'm, I'm curious to see at what point maybe our generation is going to interact with it because it, it's still a bit of a while away yeah. but i am quite confident that for example if any of us have kids our kids will not be using a screen to access mm -hmm. Facebook or social media. It's going to be a case of you put on a helmet and you meet your friends in that social mm -hmm. space, you know. I'm quite confident that that, that mm -hmm. timeline-wise, it will be ready by then. So it's, again, is this trend of having bad relationship with social yeah. media, which is quite clear because we see it with the issues of Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm you know, Snapchat, so TikTok, or the whole lot, you know, it's not one specific company, yep. it's a broad it's, No, it's the social media. It's, it's, you know, it's the concept of social media. So with that being said, is this bad relationship going to also come with us when we eventually step into yeah. the metaverse? And that becomes normal, and that becomes normalized. Probably yes, I, I would say yes. I'm very, fairly confident in that but, yeah. it could just go downhill, just get worse and worse and worse. I, I will just play devil's advocates for the sake of the conversation to say there is good that can come from this. I, I didn't disagree though, did I? I know, I know. <laughs> but like, you No, no, yeah. we're having a very reasonable conversation here, but sort of for just the amount of, for what might be the inclination to say, no, I'm just going to keep on pushing as the technology guy because this is my profession and I would like to not lose my job at some point. <laughs> I'm going to push that there is good that can be had from this. Just so you can remain employed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the sole reason of employment. I, I quite, I'm, I'm quite fond of my current work situation. <laughs> so yes. I don't blame you, I don't blame you. No, I mean, no, yeah, I mean, really and truly. I'm excited for it. I'm curious to see what's going to come out of it. I can't wait to try it out. But as I said at the beginning, I'm petrified as well to see what the state of humanity is going to be when this is introduced. We said at the beginning, are you just going to see people walking around, interacting with things that are in there? Because, for example, something else that really scares me, something that really scares me is advertisements okay oh, right so i saw this <coughs> clip i saw this clip which is kind of like a concept of how um, it could look if you're inside a supermarket for example as simple as that you've gone shopping for groceries you've got your augmented reality glasses on um, and as you look at products the information starts popping up around them you know but then for example i'm looking at this certain brand but then a pop-up comes but have you tried this brand what about this brand and if you like this brand try this out pop 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 pop, pop. and all of a sudden your personal space your personal vision space is now completely filled with intrusive ads which you might not want but because we might grow so dependent on yeah. this technology in the future we can't help but have to suck it up and take it in
I don't see the real difference between that and constantly just having your phone on you these no, days. No, 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 no. It's the no, exact same, same thing, concept. Same and not only that, it's the same concept of like, for example, when you're driving. You have to drive. What is there when you're driving? There are billboards everywhere. Yep. So you're forced to look at these ads. You can't really look away. It's the exact same concept. You have to, in this day and age, you can try and live without social media. But the reality yeah. is a lot of people to stay up to date with certain things. Because even if you want to access the times, you know, there are ads but on the Times so, websites. But, but that's not social media. You logging into timesofmota.com and seeing an advert isn't social media. No, I'm not talking about social media here. I'm talking about advertisements ah, and okay. their intrusiveness. I'm saying that, you know, these things have been here from God knows how, how long ago. You know, they've been on newspapers. Mm-hmm. They, they, they translated to websites. But it's that case of like, now this thing is going to be constantly on your head, you know? So you co- there's constantly an opportunity for them to push it to you. And then the real world becomes escapism from that. Massive yeah, 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 pretty much. Do you want to escape that all that chaos? Come to the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Take the glasses off for a solid five minute break. There is an element of eventual full circle to all yeah. this. Um, I think it's worth also mentioning that when you talk about ads... Ads are also the reason that you can log into Facebook and have a Facebook account without paying a cent. Yeah. Because social media did create the business model, correct me if I'm wrong here, of the users use it for free and the businesses pay for ad space. Yeah, but yep. you know what, I'm not going to lie, I would, I would pay money to get rid of ads. Um, like it, it's it's funny because they, they're kind of grow, like like what YouTube do you know YouTube has an option where you can YouTube pay for YouTube premium, premium yeah. and all those like multiple ads that show up in between your videos at the beginning of videos they will magically disappear and the unskippables bro that's oh that's my. tough I can wait five seconds but a fifteen I... unskippable ad about the European Union no thank <laughs> you we use Grammarly <laughs> <laughs> it's gone so much. Shout out to Roberta Metzola for becoming president. What a queen, what a queen, <laughs> absolute queen. What a queen. But I don't need an ad about that every five yeah. seconds as I click on different YouTube videos, you know? No, it's, it's, it's her, we'll allow it, we'll accept uh, it. Metzola, do you want to sponsor us? Jaima, anyways. <laughs> anyway, moving on, sorry. Um, I think, yeah, we've touched upon a lot of points today. It's, like, yes. I mean... Is there anything else that we want to add about the metaverse? The uh, only thing which I think might be fun to talk about is the prospect of dating in the metaverse. <laughs> I mean, I oh mean, no, but, but oh my, okay, okay, but but picture this: long-distance relationships. They've never been easier, <laughs> you know, because you just put on a helmet and there she is, I, I, or I, there I, he is. I still think they'll they'll find a way of making long-term relationships unsustainable. <laughs> I, 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 not not to be that guy, but you know, never I don't have think never will. <laughs> yeah. um, no, look, I mean, it's it's the idea of socialization within the metaverse. You know, um, it's meeting your friends and like. You know, right now there's Tinder, you know, there's Hinge, there are all these different apps that you can use to meet people. Um, and the thing is, it's the next step in terms of like, right now we're in a pandemic, right? Right now we're in a, a pandemic. A I, yeah, I, I don't this know. is news. I don't know if you what? checked outside, but some people were masked because of oh it. Oh my God. Um, How long have you had this information? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, because of the pandemic, a lot of things have been restricted, you know, a lot of what we consider to be normal um, day-to-day interaction has been restricted, um, depends on where you are in the world, some people can't go to work, some people can't meet a certain number of people, um, and 
the metaverse is being introduced at a time when social interaction is not it can, may not be that easy as accessible as it used to be. So the chances are, or at least there's, there's quite a good thing which which petrifies me is that the metaverse becomes more real than the real world. Yeah. Because what if the next pandemic comes or, or, or a similar event comes that restricts social interaction sooner than we think? We know that it comes, uh, statistically, it comes every hundred years. I, and Luke, I feel, was about to say that. He's got his hand up and the statistic guy is always... <laughs> Luke's a statistic. I, I knew it's, you were it's, in it's the It's Guys. Okay. <laughs> I called you out there. Audience, I will be honest with you. I do love statistics. <laughs> and what I was going to say to Gianluca is not that pandemics happen every hundred years. Though, well done Gianluca for knowing a pandemic happened in the 1920s. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all day. <laughs> Outbreaks of diseases happen more often than we'd like to think. This is a very, very major one. Pandemics have come and gone before, in the Middle Ages and before that. So, we'll get out of this pandemic, eventually, inevitably. There will also be another one, eventually, inevitably. I think we, I don't think you necessarily have to put the reality of living in a pandemic to the metaverse. I think they're actually very distinct things. I think the metaverse might be a, a solution to living within the peak of a pandemic. But I don't think, I think the metaverse would have come regardless of the pandemic. Yes, okay, let me put this concept up for you. Because right now, okay, during the peak of the pandemic, when we couldn't meet, meetings would still happen on um, platforms like Zoom, Google Meets, you know, rest in peace Skype, that never caught on somehow. <laughs> um, but I, I, <laughs> poor Skype. Poor Skype. Skype was the foul. Like, I used Skype I was, was the thing when you were 13. Then it kind of died. No, no. And I betray my age here. MSN. <laughs> MSN, the OGs. No, anyway, not, not the point. But, but, you know, we used to have meetings on, on, on video calls. In this day and age, Right, at least I know right now I can hold a meeting in person. You know, mm -hmm. today, January twenty third, twenty twenty two, I can mm -hmm. hold a meeting in person. But there are still many, many occasions where we would have a meeting on Zoom, anyways, because it's more convenient. Mm -hmm. So, with that concept in mind, what's to stop us from actually meeting in person when the metaverse is pretty much meeting in person? It feels, it looks like the same thing. It feels like the same thing. So isn't it pretty much the real thing? The metaverse becomes more real than real life, you know, to an extent. We have gone full circle. Mm. And I will tell you why. Because we're back to a conversation we had at the start of this, whereby we said, you know what? It's great for business meetings where maybe you don't actually touch the person. But then what about dating? Okay, fine. But what about dating? But why? Even dating in friendships, like you can't hug a friend. You can't like. Yeah. Uh, well, like what do you mean you can't hug a friend? I want to be able I, I, to you hug Andrew. I mean, you can. Oh, Luke. <laughs> no, but you, like you can go on the space on on the metaverse. But can you hug on the metaverse? Okay, it won't feel the same. It won't feel warm. Okay, but what, what if the technology gets developed far, far it's enough? It's still not the same, though. I mean, that is today, where I would today, be terrified. Today, today, look, look. What I said about the gloves, you know, where you can grab an mm -hmm. item and it feels like you're grabbing the item. Imagine that. But you know, you put on a jacket, you put on these gloves, uh -huh. you put on, you pretty much put on a metaverse suit. Mm -hmm. You know that when you put it on allows you to. 
feel as if you are in this universe, like you are living there just as much as I would feel if I was there in real, real life. Um, it's all concept. It's all conceptual, you know, right now. The, where, like, if that... I'm sure that these companies want this technology to be mm-hmm. possible and they're striving towards it. That's the end goal. The end goal is you put on a helmet and you put... Or whatever technology you need to, to wear to feel as if you are inside these universes as if you don't have all the technology on you. And I just... I am... I'm curious to see at what point do we stay in our rooms, never go out because we don't need to, because me seeing you in real life, like right here, we're recording this podcast in real life, and me seeing you in the metaverse wearing all the technology in a room that looks exactly like this right now, they're so close, it's not worth the hassle of making it in real life. So we go into it. Andrew, I'm going to ask you this. Oh, no. Do you think this technology could eventually affect reproduction rates? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's something I hear. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not um, going to comment on that. <laughs> because I don't. Um, <laughs> right, guys, it's been a great <laughs> talk. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think we're going to put our clothes That's, over yeah, there. Because we'll, we'll we're going to go there. in circles and circles. So, there's, there's so much to say about this. And you know what? Um, if there is an advancement in the technology... We'll, we'll come back to Let's get back to sure. it. Let's get back to it. Let's continue this conversation. If I, if I have more information and more okay. progress gets made, let's talk about this again. But I think we can I, wrap I up here. I think that's, that's... Yeah, I think we've... Yeah, that's right. a nice end. Yeah, great. Yeah. So... Luke, thank you very much for joining us well, on this episode of, of Chatabouts. <laughs> Pleasure to have been here. It was great, it was great, it was great fun. Um, I look forward to what other people have to say about yep. the metaverse. Please, please let us know your comments, yes, let us know what definitely. you think about the metaverse. And if you have any like debate you want to start about yep. it, let us know. Because we talk about learning with this, I guess. Like yep. seeing what other people think and how it could progress. Um, but yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you the next episode. Yep. Alright? Whenever that is. Whenever that may be. Probably Soon. next week, hopefully. Next week. Let's see if we're yep. recorded enough. <laughs> see you then folks. Thank you. Toodles!